that's what he and believes. They have to confront Dr. Moriarty. And Dr. Moriarty is one step ahead and one step behind. So he knows he's there and that's why he's there. So Dr. Moriarty gave him clues. There was a word back to school on the garbage can. Okay. So he's going to go through all the schools and then he's going to discover a school with the name B-A-G-G, bag school. And that's the next scene we're going to go to. Because it was and a school bag? No, this guy, Mr. Bag, okay. had a school. A okay. B-A-G-G. And he's quirky. And his wife is quirky. And their story is insanely quirky. So you he know? believes he's going after his arch enemy, Moriarty. He's going to find him. And uh -huh. when he does... I, I'm not going to give away the ending. Let's no, not give away the ending. What I'm saying is, what does he think Moriarty has done to him? Moriarty yes. killed his wife and he can't deal with the grief. Moriarty is everything that's wrong in his life. Moriarty okay. is this okay. fear. So this isn't about the blackmail. This is about his personal... Yeah, the blackmail is like a red herring. It's oh, just... okay, okay. We're not going to find... like The only issue with the blackmailers is that they're going to go after Sherlock Holmes directly. Saying, hey, man, why don't you fucking, you know, your brother owes us money, basically. Okay, so he's so going to be confronted with all right, here we there go. There he is. There's the not F. Marie Abraham. Uh, not F. I don't recognize his face from anything either, so I can't. I kind of do. I mean, I guess he looks a little like Sid Haig. Uh, all right, so yeah, her apartment in New York. Oh, so I know. I don't understand this scene. Like, I, there's some guy muttering, and I can't tell if it's a New York City, like, obscene phone call or, like, I think it's Dr. Strauss saying you better get your shit together. Okay. It's really it's it's the one scene I, I can't figure Strauss, out. If that's what's happening. Because this is very unprofessional and she gets mad at her patient and storms off. You want to lose your job. It's gotta be Strauss. See, he's like, fine, I got yourself a deal. No. Yeah, oh, look, look, New York City bedroom. Look look what's right behind her on the nightstand. That's a bottle of booze. Yeah, the glass. Classic. From last night? From right now. Like, just waiting for her to pick up that bottle. There we go. Thank you. Blip, 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 blip. <sighs> just need a stiff belt. <laughs> that was from before we went to DMV. We went to DMV Lounge for stiff belt for courage before we egged Town Hall. That's right, on our 1980, 1989 public access TV show. 90. 90. No, no, no. Uh, that was active. 91, 92 is the years we did it. It was late 91 and then okay. all in 92. I tried to make it work in 93 with Uncle Floyd, but it didn't happen. You were really instrumental in that show. When you would come home from Brandeis, I would be like, I'm picking you up. And you're like, Carl, I, I only have two days here. Shut up. Get in the car. Here's some tequila. We're shooting Hamlet. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's on YouTube or Hamlet. Don't you? Uh, okay. At the time, you were like, Carl, every second. But now that we've done it, it was, you know, it lives on it's forever. Oh, absolutely. It was worth it. Okay. So he's kind of given up. Not given up, but, you know, he's. He feels defeated. Information. Oh, too much. If you know, what the. And he's going to. Not only is he going to figure out the stupid thing about the school, but she's going to come back, Carl. He and she's right. like, what are you doing? Let's go. And then she's full on. 
And don't forget, we have a dinner romance coming up. Well, they do have an appointment. Yeah, so I don't know, like, just on first glance, like, they said, oh, Anthony Harvey kind of, that was it, his career's over. But, you know, this director did a bunch of stuff, and he, he's so acting. His films are just a lot stonier, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. uh, he he did a, and guys, I don't know, just bullshit. Eagle's Wing, uh, Richard's Things. Oh, Eagle's Wing and Richard's Things, two different movies he directed. <laughs> you know, I still can't get over that uh, Planet of the Apes was rated G. That doesn't feel escape, right. Escape, escape, from the oh, escape of the Apes. from the Planet of the Apes. Seventy-one. Gotcha. That was a. Uh... But why G? I mean, you would think with the well, violence, the, and... the rating system had. There were X-rated movies. What I did was I went to IMDb, looked up all the two hundred seventy-three films released in nineteen seventy-one. And anything that had a G rating. This is what you focus on? We're watching this film, and you're focusing on what happened that year. Right. Why did 1971 have fucking Andronomous Strain, Willy Wonka, and They Might Be Giants of G-rated movies? What's what's weird? That's so weird. Yeah. Now, you know, like... I could see... I think there were some recent G-rated movies that are, like... Do you remember Disney's The Kid with Bruce Willis or David Lynch's The Straight Story? It was a G-rated Disney film. I they know the kind of, Willis one. Yeah. Well, The Straight Story is great. It's about a, a brother who drives his track his uh, lawnmower across the country, uh, across the state to see his dying brother. The real he only had that means of transportation? He only used that. So it went 15 miles per hour max. Yeah, and he, you know, he met people along the way. It's a really sweet movie, but it's a really like deep film for kids. It's not just Aladdin seventeen. It's uh, yeah, you know, it has some meat to the bones. So I, I think these G-rated movies it fascinates me because they also released X-rated movies. The board said this film is X-rated. You got an X-rated review. They had a rating called GP General. I don't know, and that was all the like unrated like uh, exploitation films. Okay. Kind of had that rating. So I just think Never it was interesting. It. But they had, like, you know, Midnight Cowboy was an X-rated film and that won the best picture. They were that legitimate. Been R. Yeah, well, right. All these R movies were X. It was like the NC-17. He's pretending to be Scarlet Pumpernickel. That's another thing. I know these as parodies. I don't know Pumpernickel. I know the parody of Scarlet Pumpernickel and how you, it got sued. You shouldn't bother see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Look, you you missed, I think you missed Sherlock Holmes, and that's okay. Yeah, well, you know, this film is like, he's Sherlock Holmes, but although his deduction is not really like Sherlock Holmes, this is more about Don Quixote. This film is interesting, because we also survive, you know, we've gone through so much shit as Americans that, like, listening to a guy say, well, there might be a sex pedo ring in the basement of a, of a pizza parlor in, in Washington, D.C., it might be alternative facts. You know, we, we've gone through all this last four years. So he doesn't seem, he seems like the, the voice of the city, that there's a crazy guy in New York City and he's the voice of the city, right? He's just trying to deal with shit. Okay. But now, like, so this she's guy- She's back because she found- Yeah, and look, he's made the front this page- this is of, the real you? Yeah, that's the real you. That's just in Playfair. Now, listen, your brother wants your cash and we got to do something about it. Now, she's doing the first professional thing I think she's done. Well, the first professional thing was refusing this job. And the, no, no, it's not. 
No, because she called she called him Holmes. He goes, "You called me Holmes." All right. <laughs> and you, you're right. You're patronizing. Touché. Hey, I'm Watson, right? That's my last name. What a coincidence. Now this stupid garbage thing. So they're going to like go through the alphabet, you know, garbage, 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 garbage. It has to be garbage. Like it's just the reasoning is that it said back to school. What are the schools? How, how, how many schools? Well, there's, they're going to list. This is kind of cute. You can see in the public parochial divinity, you know, clown, barber, rabbinical charm. School of fish. They're trying to and name all. Going to get to bag. No. They're going to say, "Well, it's a bag." Well, what if a bag school? And they're going to find a school called bag. That's school. what I thought. Yeah, because it was a back to school bag. Right, but Carl. Now that we all know this, what it doesn't mean anything other than they're just kind of chasing a little crazy tail. Right. Exactly. He's he's realizing it right now. Yeah. So it's a bag. So there must be a school named Bag. Someone named School has. Uh, someone named Bag has a school, and someone named School up. probably Look has a up. bag. Right, and his buddy happens to have it right here. Well, it is an archival record what? I mean, for a church in the basement. It's kind of funny how this is like the manual hard drive. Right? Oh, I love it! I love it! Absolutely love it! He's been pushing this jelly donut the whole time. And Holmes is like, I don't need a donut. Now he's like, give me a donut. I'm ready. She came back. She came back. <laughs> That's my George C. Scott. Oh, my favorite George wow, C. Scott. Wow, look at that. I'm telling you, this is beautiful. Like, I love this movie because of this. <laughs> look at the crap underneath the bridge. <laughs> hey, where do I need this? I got to throw away this car. Throw it it's under the bridge. It's almost like the cars themselves pitched off the bridge, and that's where they landed. <laughs> I regret nothing. They all commit suicide off the bridge. What great quality this film is! Uh, the 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 uh, actual um, uh, you know HD and yeah, like okay. There's several different versions of this movie. Um, the original got cut. There's a scene at the end of Pathmark. There's a scene at the end of Pathmark that got kind of truncated. Uh, okay. So the the other version is five minutes longer, but it's just the quality didn't look that good. I, I didn't enjoy uh, you watching. You can't park there, not F. Murray Abraham. There's a fire hydrant. All right. So they're going into the school, and the hitmen are following them. They don't notice. Oh, they'll well, notice somebody no come in. He's no hitman. He's the brains behind the blackmail. Well, he but he wants to. I don't know. Rough him up. See, bad, bad school. school. Arborigold. Yeah, um, so it's a um, school on how to grow fucking trees? plants and vegetables. Okay. It's a horticulture school. Look at this New York City. I, I'm so in love with this New York City. How cool is this place? Yeah. But, all right, uh, $5 says they're quirky. Arboriculture. Arboriculture. Oh, yeah, arboriculture. Not agriculture. It's uh, see, ab, I think that means tree, uh, Arbor Day and such. Arbor Day and then Culture Day, Arbor Culture. Trees do have an interesting culture. You know, if you've seen Lord of the Rings, there. Oh yeah, right. They're they're they living and stuff like that. I saw, was... <laughs> I saw Wizard of Oz, and now I'm scared of trees. Yeah, 
<laughs> there was also a great tree episode in um, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, really? Did the tree great like spit blood? You not not a lot of people know that you are Carl. That would be great. If I ever do become famous, I'm seriously calling up that guy who who is Shake, who's the, who is the brains behind that. I'm saying, come Nina on, Snyder. let's do it again. Come on, pull it out. We'll yeah. rename it. I will be live action Carl the neighbor. <laughs> that would be so great. See, what look at this. The quality of this film, this, this print is, this cut. I know. I mean, that's part of the charm of this movie. I can't completely dismiss it because it looks great. All right. Uh-oh. Now, uh-oh. now one thing Sherlock is going to do is he's going to reference the, uh, the lawn tripping. Hello. Hello. I'm Sherlock Holmes. Are you? I am just an average student with another average student, and we would like to audit your classes. Oh, great. We We're haven't left. you up with scissors. They're saying we're worse. Uh, well, he recognizes the uh, the work and he's like, oh, you use the term. Here we go. Uh, Quinquock, according to the. the so because he's Sherlock Holmes, he would know stuff like that. He's right. And so class. that impresses them. Now the quirky couple is going to friend them. And they are quirky. Carl, they never left their Arbor cultural school. They've they been never growing walked their out on the street. Yeah, they had rent control, and they're not leaving the city. <laughs> die, right? That's me in the audience. Why'd you die so I could take your apartment? I want your loft. He, she looks slightly familiar. He doesn't. I'm also getting uh, Audrey Hepburn. A little Audrey Hepburn feel to her, yeah. I have. I think I have their names. Pick. Now, why is her hat tied down so the wind won't blow it off? Ridiculous. And they're just quirks. Oh, you know, James Tolkien is Mr. Brown. I think he was a film director. I didn't look it up, Carl. With that hat, of course he was. Yeah. Well, he he's a little friend. So, yeah, you recognize good work. We trust you now. We're friends. So you said, well, what's the point? They're going to just have a talk? Where's this leading? Well, the hitman's going to come up, and they're going to have a chase around this uh, location. Okay. See, we grow our own. Apricots, pieces. I guess. Yeah, apricots. Long. I can't stand plums. There's a dog showing his butt. Right. Edward Scissorhands himself fucked this dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, off the dog. <laughs> Quirky. Right? Quirky New Yorkers. Yes. Uh-oh. Oh, not F. Murray Abraham. Film director James Tolkien. So he's like... Hey, We're your blackmailing your brother, and you yeah. better consent. Whoa! <laughs> Slam the door. That's the only funny scene. It's a stereotype. Now, this Sean Barry music, it's not very good. It's kind of uh, like this, uh, this scratchy, like, call and response. All right. Sure, oh, my potted plant! Oh, I have to go outside. Get back with those scissors we have got Look at that. to Oops, I think I did. A completely pointless stunt. Right, he swung. He was like oh, fucking Jack Sparrow. Is... He was just swung on the yeah. uh, the plant. All right, now I don't understand what she's cooking. She's making dinner, so she has the boiling water. Why is the water boiling? What is the water for? Not I love cheap. her New York City apartment, though. It's completely small. So Look why do you have bo- water boiling? What are you boiling? What it's boiled, isn't it? Like she's acting. And then what is this honey bear packaging? Like what the fuck is that? Is that meat? Lobster. 
It's lobster. It's lobster. It looks like a ketchup package. See, she's got this tiny little apartment. I Wait, love is it. she like all getting ready for the the date? That's right. I think she's we have very music on this. Oh no! Yeah, she's prepping for her date. And she's Ding. making dinner. Oh, look, the water's boiling. What's the point? Those are lobsters. Those are lobsters. Don't touch oh. it with your fingers. Also, why is she putting the lobster in the, the heating pan? The broiler. Pan? The broiler. Oh, it's broiling. I got you. She made herself a New York City salad. You put it in your little mini fridge. Isn't the tea kettle just yelling at her? Yeah. Like, pour me in ramen. Put me in tea. What the fuck? Turn me off. <laughs> but, She's you know, she... Uh, will she be have time? No, she's got to run Uh back. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh no. Watch pot never boils. You better do some pot watching, lady. She's making lobster and gravy. Why is she so stressed? Well, he's still not here on time. He's supposed to be here at seven. Yeah, I think it's like at one point she just frozen her hat and says i have to get on with my own life and 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 think for me and throws away her That's career a very pretty dress but why is she having a date with her patient it's a movie like this we never said anything about prince of tides right movies <laughs> doctors always fall in love with their patients and vice versa oh, oh it's all my dress oh, everything's going wrong see he's got flowers this is a date Mm -hmm. But they didn't set it up that way. It's just a meeting. Well, no, no. She said it was a meeting, but she was obviously setting up a date. Uh-oh. Not F. He comes through the window? How quirky. <laughs> just like a... um, uh, Keanu Reeves in that movie with... Uh... With his dog? No. That's why I brought it up, though. Uh, Keanu Reeves went through a window. In... There was a woman who was she was going to die of cancer before Sweet Christmas. November. He made that at Christmas. Yeah. he went through the window. No, I never saw that movie. That was shot in Potrero Hill in San Francisco, uh, a block from my neighbor, my friend's yeah. house. And you he can had skip photos that movie except to see your old neighborhood. Yeah. Well, he would. He had. He showed me videos of him yelling, "Hey, Keanu." <laughs> <laughs> Was a shout out to Leif. Uh, that guy's great. Yeah, he was like, Keanu. Is <laughs> he a comedian? Him. No, he's a buddy of mine from San Francisco. Oh, so he can't be on Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Uh, it would be great to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in years, but I uh, don't know if he wants to do a Comedian Countdown. If we ever do that movie, you've got to have him on. Okay. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because he'll tell the stories of him, like, interrupting the production. There was another one he did called, like, Kiss the Girls, in which he was, like, a bad... He was a serial killer, and there was a watch the flame, the watcher or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a film where he was a serial killer that his best friend, like a buddy, said, "Hey, can you be in this movie as a favor?" He said, "Yeah, all right, but don't promote me." And then suddenly, uh -huh. he's like, "Keanu Reeves is." <laughs> I hear that he is the nicest person uh, in real life. That he is a good egg. That he's friendly to everyone, and he. I love comedy. John Wick. And he's 57 or whatever, and the stunts they do are insane. Like, he's well, yeah, I I, I respect the guy. I, I, he wrote a comic book called Berserker, missing a few letters, like an E or uh -huh. two. And it's good. It's about a guy who can't die 
and the government uses him and he's trying to figure out his origin. Not a bad, it's not a bad comic. You know, he, he, um, I just saw him in two films. One is I finally saw Bill and Ted, like later, you know, the newer one. The newer and one. I also saw Matrix Revolutions. And oh. he shows his age in those films. You can he does, tell. Absolutely. He's, yeah. He's hapless in Bill and Ted, right? As a, as a father. And like, he just kind of lost the plot. It the, wasn't I a wish, good film. They didn't I, do a good job. I wish that movie was better. Yeah. I liked what they were doing. And I liked right. that it was. Me yeah. too. I, I then, liked how they they went to therapy together, as, you know. With the poor wives. Yeah, no, I, I thought the kids were great. I mean, it's just that. It, and it was a nice wrap-up. Everyone does their own song. I think but, the problem is that Bill and Ted was practical effects. And, you know, they go to hell and they have, like, yeah. these kind of stop-motion effects. And they they put this, like, blood and sweat. But this movie is, like, a computer-generated, like, just yeah. here we go. We could do this and that. And, like, it just wasn't. Too bad. easy. It, was, it wasn't as gritty as the first two, but I liked it. It was all right. What you think of the last uh, Matrix movie? Uh, it wasn't good, and it could have been. Uh, it was very talky. Lots of times it didn't make sense, the plot. Uh, if you've seen all the revolution, uh, all the Matrix movies, I do recommend you see it. Yeah. But, and I think there's another one coming out where Smith wakes up and realizes. Uh, really? Agent Smith, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I think they're milking a cow at this point, and they shouldn't be doing it. But they kind of um, well, they they say like you know if if the creators don't do it, Warner Brothers is going to go ahead and do it. They they spell it out in the movie, where this video game. He says, "Listen, if you don't make this video game sequel, we're just Warner Brothers Interactive is just going to make it anyway." So, so I thought it was well hop in. I, there. I, I like. I thought it was a sequel to the trilogy. You know, like this whole idea. Yeah, of, sequel like, to have, the trilogy. Yeah, because he goes back to Zion. He talks to, to everyone there. You know, he well, it isn't Zion anymore. Zion was destroyed. Right. It's a new, just as cool a name. Oh, I forget like Neo now. Zion. Yeah, no, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, right. I don't know. I I liked it. I thought I thought it was it was spot on in a few points, and I liked how the uh, the fighting scenes were. But it was dull. like how they had to convince Trinity that she was really part of the Matrix was so lame, and it just could have been done. You know, it's interesting. Her husband is the director of John Wick in the movie. Oh. It's played, it's played by uh, Chad, whatever. Now, I do not believe those are nipples. I think that is the cut of the dress. Am I yeah, right? No, absolutely. This is Joan Ann Woodward, okay? So, there's no nipples. She's a distinguished actor. But it, impl it, it implies nipples, and that's what the dress designer was going for. All right. This Why is you got to be so rude? Don't I'm gonna you know? bury that girl. You want to hear? Oh, don't, don't, don't let it start. This is the worst part. To believe for all the world that you're my precious little girl. Is that they yeah. might be I'm giant? going out to cow town. Cow's friend to me lives beneath the ocean. That's where I will be beneath the waves. The waves. What other? I thought there? that was always the greatest name. They might be giants. They might be. You don't know. A couple hits under their belt. These guys might be giants. Did you ever call What's their 718 now? area? They had Dial-A-Song. What's you remember happening? That? Oh, right. There's ketchup on his face. I Oh, you know what? Something stupid. I forget. But why is he, did he get hurt when he hit the ground? I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think he like something like that. And he she's passionate. You don't know? Carl, I do know. I've seen this movie twice. 
Is but, this the second watching? No, this is my third time. Oh, okay, okay. You did How your research. You, sir. Okay, okay. I didn't watch it the second time all the way through. But Michael. I watched the seed. Okay, well, anyway, for some reason he has fallen down, and this brings out the care in her. Right. Yeah, the, their guards are dropped at this point. Basically, we're setting up the last reel, which is going to be their final chase. Uh, I don't think anything gets resolved with Blevins. I don't think anything gets resolved with not F. Murray Abraham. But they I, will. I hope to see F. Murray Abraham for real in this film. You say he's in it? He is in it. Okay, I, I will be on the lookout. I will bump okay. into him. All right. Yeah, let me see. Uh... A Band-Aid won't do. The adhesive part will touch the cut. She's not a he good doctor. He plays quiet in there. Are they going to uh, do it, Mike? What's that? Are they going to do it? Yes. No. no, do it. Do it, do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Def Leppard? Oh, Is that smoke. the mist? He's got All his right. pumpernick. Pumpernick. Yeah, he's going to join him as as the great Pumpernick miracle. But but now, but Pumpernil. Okay, okay. So Pumpernil was something that I know I don't know. I know well, there was a, a parody story about a swashbuckler. It wasn't Sherlock Holmes. I better not talk if I don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, Let me no. Get that's my fine. phone here. But what I'm saying is like, I never knew the original source, but there was a parody called the Scarlet Pumpernickel, and I yeah, knew that the was parody a, of was right. And they actually the 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 state or what have you sued the the parody and it became like a, a flagship you know copyright uh freedom of expression. Okay, so here we go. This is the final thing. We're getting the Baker Street irregulars together. So Scarlet, uh, Mr. Small, like they need a team to confront Moriarty. Okay, so he's getting called back the the silent film star. Yeah. And I'll do anything you want, Mr. Colbs. You know, now that you talk to me, I feel more open and more verbose, and I, I, I can talk freely. Will you shut up already? Okay, so here we have, there's some quirky ass John Barry music as they. You hear that military? Yeah. There's Rue. Uh, she's back. So Rue's back. They're all going to march together, and they're all going to confront uh, Moriarty at the path mark. Oh, at the path, Mark. Listen, there is no. Are you sure F. Murray Abraham is in the cast? Yeah, he is. He okay, is one, he plays Clyde. I don't know who the fuck he is. All right, but I also know that. Uh, okay, so look the the western. They're no longer showing westerns. Oh, Sherlock the Holmes. They stopped, they stopped showing westerns in the new Times Square drive, movie theater. Look at the marquee. Walla. George C. Oh, Scott's so daughter in hardcore. That is what happens to Times Square, so that's so perfect. Yeah. Does you think it's ironic that George C. Scott's daughter's in that movie? Yes. Okay. Now, why do you keep saying daughter? Is it his real life daughter? No, it's not. It's okay, an actor. Okay, okay, the okay. character. So look, there's the suicide guy in the right. telephone. They're girl. wrapping it all up. Right, and they're all playing quirky music, and they're all being quirky in New York City. Robert Redford was the suicide guy. Was he? No, Redford. No, well, I don't know. I think the actor looks a little like Robert. Here's. Oh, this is Barry. F. Murray Abraham. There's F. Murray Abraham. Okay, there he is. So he uh, was. 
I think the guy at the movie theater who kicked out. Oh, look, look at these two. Oh, Do you recognize? Yes. Do you rec yes. Uh, I absolutely recognize him. We've and seen the other him guy on too, our you show. Know. It was, it's M. Emmett Walsh. In yeah, a we saw role. him in uh, that movie where they go to Louisiana to find uh, seventy-two in the shade, ninety-two. No, no, they go to they go to New Orleans to find the 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 man who they fought. Who is that? Oh, wrestler. is it Thunderground? Thunderground. Oh, they're in uh, Lincoln. Yeah, Thunderground. Lincoln. So look, oh, she's just, back. Yeah, there just happens to be in Lincoln Center. Now, the other guy, the other sanitation guy, is Louis Zorich. The husband of Olympia Dukakis. Oh. He was uh, in Death of a Salesman. Remember with Dustin Hoffman? He played the Let's crazy, you know, him. the fantasy Boring, book. boring. He's a boring. big player. And this is too small a role for Emmett Walsh. A and Louis Zurich, who's in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. You know, it's just, it seems like they're New York actors. Uh, they're doing a play in New York. Look, they're yeah, outside. They're. They hear it. Let's go outside. Okay. That's ridiculous. You can't go outside. They okay. hear the music. They hear Barry's music. Awful. <laughs> so they're all going to confront. Hey, what's all this going on there? Mm -hmm. Hey, what's the, well, forget about it. They're going to confront him. Now, uh, the scene in the supermarket got, I don't know what Truncated, you said? Yeah, they're going to Pathmark. That's that's so. Well, I want to think of Pathmark as a Jersey place, but I guess right. it was New York too. I was shocked to hear that A and P supermarkets closed. Oh, you didn't know Pathmark's gone. A and P is gone. Yeah, right. yeah, it's weird. Now we have Stop and Shop, and we do have Shoprite still. So, oh, thank God. I was thinking that the name Pathmark, you can buy that name now and totally have a grocery store that everyone will be comfortable at. I would have okay, the so biggest can-can party. Can-cans. Pathmark has cans, cans. Selling lots selling. of brands of everything in cans. Dun, 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 dun. From applesauce to zucchini. It's can-can shopping spree. Now's the time to... Gosh, why is that in my brain? I'll Probably on my deathbed, unfortunately. <laughs> that'll come back. There was a, one part where her dad said, I'm not paying 79 cents for a can of green beans. 49 cents. Oh, yeah. oh man, way to go. Get two. Get two, honey. Get two. They're cans. We'll put them in the cupboard. Now, uh... Is that him? He's giving the crazy guy speech to the, to the people who want to believe. I don't know. We just went through QAnon. I don't really care about this guy. You know what I mean? Like uh, your little crazy quirkiness is kind of dangerous after a while. <laughs> yeah, but this was there's Robert Redford. See? Yeah, there's Robert Redford next to Emmett Walsh. <laughs> he looks great, Emmett yeah. Walsh. Hey, this is seventy one. He looks he's exactly thin, like him. yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, one of my favorite movies he's in is uh, oh, the Christmas with the Cranks. Right, yeah, you brought that up all during that episode. Yeah, well, because he uh, he plays, he's a lot older in this movie. And uh, he keeps calling Tim Allen old man. It pisses Tim Allen off. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love that movie. All right, here we go. We're going to enter this. I'm going to play the audio because they do some stupid quirky joke where okay. uh, 
Well, I don't think they made it to the supermarket yet. Oh, they have. Yeah, they got to go down another spiral staircase. Down the spiral staircase. No one's coming. The spiral was a great club on by uh, CBGB's. Uh... Yeah, like a wooden mat stick at the ready. <laughs> yeah, strike anywhere. <laughs> and they're long lasting. You could go down an entire flight of stairs without going <laughs> extinguishing. Yeah, you will burn your finger, but it won't go out. But when you burn your finger, you could do the. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so they yeah. went down to go. Okay, they went down to the street. Okay, here it is. Pathmark. It's Pathmark according to IMDb. And they put a fake name on, or? Yeah, I think so. Are we going to see the Pathmark guy? Who we saw in uh James Karen. Yeah. Hard hard bodies too. I know. I like to think that the spirit of, of New York City actor James Karen is in this movie. Yeah. Along with the other New York City actors. He was good in Hard Bodies as the gr- the director who disagreed. I'm the director of Hard Bodies. Yeah. One. Cross your fingers. She is so unprofessional. Look where she is right now, doing her job as a psychiatrist. See, I love you. In it. Cool. Look at a glorious, glorious. Wow. Somebody was working all night to set this, this up. This is the they joke. They haven't sold a thing. They haven't sold a thing. Look at the joke is that he keeps repeating this like passionate, like hating a tenderloin, only 89 cents a pound. Carol O'Connor's doing it. People Look, there's people crackers, crackers for dogs. dogs. What the what? What kind of world do we live in? Oh, sure. I heard of animal crackers for humans, but. Human crackers for dogs. There's nobody path here. There's a path mark symbol. See, they're they're sneaking around. Carol O'Connor. Yeah, he's just like seventy nine cents. This is really behind the scenes. You just don't get to see this nowadays. You're not allowed to walk into the meat locker, or the butcher, or a path mark. And what a supermarket to have all these cuts of beef like that hanging around. I do not understand, and I kind of don't need to know how the plot led us to here and how, you know, those guys are still waiting for him on the roof, are they not? Yeah, but they didn't follow. You know what I mean? Like, he led them to it, and this is not their journey. Listen, I got a little fire alarm, so keep talking. Okay, I'm going to keep talking about, oh, this is my favorite scene, the old meat locker. Uh I think he won a, I think the Slab of Meat won an Oscar for Best Supporting Role. He said it was a pleasure working for George C. Scott. Oh, now he's saying, I'm looking at the closed captioning, but he's doing like a jiggery thing in his head where he's like, huh, well, if the note said this and the bag said this and there was 57 varieties on a Heinz ketchup, it reminds me of this Charlie's Angels episode I watched where the band was like Kiss. It was like kind of like a magical mystery tour band, and uh, Charlie's Angels had to find clues off their record albums. So yeah, they're like stammering and stammering, and they're saying it must be in Central Park. Sorry, I'm and, back. The fire. Oh no, Carl! I was just setting here. up that we're at the end. Oh, okay. They, okay. They finally they realized that two plus two equals seven, and that <laughs> Moriarty is going to be at this location in Central Park. And Moriarty is under, is in this tunnel in Central Park. And Moriarty is going to approach. 
Okay, I don't know how they know that, but okay. Well, they were in the meat and locker and they figured. Dinner gown. Yeah, I know. She's a new woman. I know that. I, I'm behind you. Oh, all right. So, yeah. So there it is. There is. This is morality. Okay. He's going to be in this tunnel, Carl. We're ready. We're ready. We ready? Well, she's ready. She's got full full uh, QAnon. Yeah. Carl, out there QAnon in the dark would not be for fifty years later. I'm not afraid because you're with me. I'm with you. Oh, isn't that nice? We'll always be together. Are they? Okay. They don't really in this movie. All no, right. they don't because Moriarty is approaching. They say they love each other, but wait, there's a, a shot in the dark. A shot? Well, it, it, a shout? Well, it's a figurative speech. Oh, okay, okay. Nothing's happening, Carl. Yeah, we keep watching this entry exit. There's a oh, this Natasha Leone from uh It's a bridge, right? Yeah, yeah. See, this is this like the Fisher King where this crazy guy believes this shit in New York City? Yeah, that was an interesting film. Jeff Bridges and Mork. Yeah, doesn't Jeff Bridges play like a Howard Stern? Yeah, and he was very self-centered person in it, but let's not diverge. Okay, yeah, we're almost done with this. Uh-oh. Hear that? Horse, horse clomps. Uh-oh. Uh, what? He's riding a horseback. Clomp, 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 clomp. It's all sounds. Clomp, 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 clomp. You see him now? Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, I see your crazy bullshit. Yeah, oh, by the way, this version does kind of crap out at the end. Okay. Don't worry, we'll get to the end. It's okay. so funny. This is the moment we've been waiting for for an hour and a half. Yeah, and then we're going to get pixelation. And then the film it's craps like out. Like, I just want to see Moriarty. Are we going to see him? What? Ooh. Yep, this this version does chip out. This is the only interesting part of the movie. We want to see his villain. Clip clop, clip clop. Hey, a word from our sponsor. Intense. You get the idea. And we don't get to find out. That's right. We never find out. Uh, That's the ending of the movie. Okay. We never see. We never see the moment where it's just a dog. Oh yeah, and uh, there's another quote at the end, but because of this version, it gets cut off. That's oh, it, yeah. Carl. We did it. Yeah. We we listened to They Might Be Giants' first album over and over again. <laughs> I mean, we watched They Might Be Giants from 1971. Mister Bag. Yeah. Mrs. Bag. Francis Fuller. 
I'm sure there are people. Okay. All right. Well, Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'd have to hear it with the sound. Do you recommend people watch this on their own? In a way, I you know what I I will watch Lion in Winter, and then I will consider that a good compliment for what I watch. So I would okay, say so like Lion you... in Winter is a completely different film, okay. and it's very very good. There is okay. no crap to it. If it's on YouTube, we should see it. All right, yeah, fair enough. I don't think Actually, it is. I don't know if we should because it's very talky. It's it's really all about a power struggle between people within this royal family. And here we go. Supermarket sequels photographed at Pathmark stores. Pathmark uh, stores, plural. And this was shot in New York City. If you uh, duh, uh, duh. <laughs> I thought it was silly. You know, I I really like the actors. I really like the locations. I can't. I just can't abide to these stories of crazy people and this. You know, where it, it seems like there's just words strung together sometimes, and it's a shame <laughs> because this guy seems like he knows what he's doing. The so yeah, I don't know. I, it's a I, good I, director from the other things he's done. It's a good director. Oh, absolutely. And he's directed Kathleen Hepburn three times. That's yeah. a very distinguished thing to do. You absolutely know? it is. Yeah, I don't know. This movie I'm not crazy about. It reminds me of Harold and Maude. You know, like, hey, be free. Want to be happy. Harold and Maude was so good. and quir- Okay, but I, I, I see the parallel you're drawing. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are done. We're out of the 70s, New York City. We're, we're yeah. done. We're, we'll be back next week. We have a brand new movie, Carl. I'm really in the excited. 80s, I, in the 80s. I'm really excited by this movie. I didn't realize this. You know, uh, we like to watch movies. Well, I like to make force Carl to watch movies that I read about <laughs> and I uh, didn't have a chance to see until they're on YouTube. This movie came out of the blue. I was doing some research and I didn't realize that Bob Hope last movie was a tv movie called masterpiece of murder Murder. masterpiece of murder 1986 let's skip the trailer because i think that at the beginning of the movie we're going to watch it basically does its own trailer we could do that do you want to watch no no i I, well can i yeah i I, can i reenact the trailer oh okay okay this NBC, doom, doom, doom. Movie of the movie week. must see TV from '86. <laughs> it's the Thursday night movie, NBC movie. No, but let's really see it. <laughs> oh, I did a terrible the trailer. All right, but uh, but you go to the real movie to see the trailer. Yeah, we should mention next week's episode is going to be fun because we are watching, not only are we watching a TV movie, but we're watching it with the commercials. Yes, we are. That's one of the greatest things about it. Which is kind of funny. The channel we like is Chris Johnson. Part of our premise of the show is like just, you know, hanging out watching TV, I guess. It's of that genre. Well, it's going to be great to see the commercials. From 86, right? Yes, the ma- a mass yeah, and you'll see Challenger. Well, we'll talk about it then. A masterpiece of murder, nineteen eighty six. Chris Johnson is the channel we like. Now, this is the full movie, but we'll see a trailer in the beginning, and we can okay. Stop. Chris Johnson, let me get to the beginning. All right, okay, cool. Crank the volume up here. Chris so Johnson, we were watching the no. beginning of the actual movie because it it has its own TV trailer. Yes. All right. I have a cue, sir. Ready. Three, two, one, go. 
NBC, let's be there. Home of the Cosby. Movie Nothing can stop week. us. Not even Michael Knight. Ooh. And Kip. The stars mean America. Ooh, NBC. NBC. It's NBC. This is not computer graphics. This is an I take it back. It's Monday night at the movies. The greatest night to see movies. This should be more money. There you go. Next week we're watching a masterpiece of murder bob hope's last movie carl thank you so much thank you for everything thank and it was an honor now i know how the sausage is made <laughs> uh honor to, to do your task to to, to produce Which the i love it i get a week off no research absolutely well we take enjoy your week off we'll see you guys next sunday uh, here on Mutiny Radio at 2 p.m., here on the podcast, and here on the YouTube channel. We'll see you next week. Bye. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W F L M O Y T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah, right. Standard I'm so time. lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Carl, test, test. Carl, Carl, test, test. Yeah, you're all buzzy. I got to call back. It's jokes to Carl. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's jokes to Carl. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegel Man. Let's watch a phone. On YouTube.
this is Carl. Uh, I, I, Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the uh, Let's watch a full-length W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Ready to watch another full-length movie, this time Bob Hope. Cats out of the bag. We are going full Bob Hope this week as we watch a full-length movie on YouTube here as we stream first on MutinyRadio.fm every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow what's really happening with Luke Sayer. We love Luke. We used, to we, follow, we used to be followed by Paul Brumba, but now uh, we have Luke behind us, and we love it. Uh, you can also follow our podcast at the acronym you heard up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we have a YouTube channel where we sync the movies to our podcast. Because you can listen to our podcast, and you're going to watch the movie at the same time. Uh, so we want you to go to a YouTube link, click it, hit pause, move it to 000. And then when we say go, or when the celebrity countdown, Paul Brumba used to do it, we'll uh, say go, we'll all hit play. So you'll hear us and watch the movie at the same time. Carl, it's a Bob Hope movie. I've seen all his Bob Hope movies. Uh -huh. It can't possibly be a new Bob Hope movie. No, what do you got for is, us? This is the last Bob Hope movie. It's a TV movie. Okay, oh. go to the YouTube search engine and put in Masterpiece of Murder. Masterpiece of Murder, 1986. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Masterpiece of Murder, 1986. The channel we like, it might be the only one you find, is called Chris Johnson. That is our channel. Masterpiece of Murder, 1986, Chris Johnson. And you have mentioned Paul Brumbot, and we're going back in history to do the Brumbot. Oh, the Brumbot. Well, because yeah. Paul used to do the countdown because he was yeah. in the studio with us. Uh, and then uh, when things could change and pandemic, we pandemic. started adding uh, yeah. all Canadians from New Jersey as well. But now we're going back to our proxy when Paul was in the studio. Here it is. We use the one and only Paul Brumbot. All right, so let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbot. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Okay, so, let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumba. Alright guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Now we watched the, the beginning that starts off with a trailer. Right, which we saw last episode because it was our only trailer. But let's hear it again. Let's see what we're up for. Look at all this non-computer graphics. No, it's America and it's movies. It's the Stars and Stripes yeah. and the NBC tune. Now, Monday Night Movie, it was a big deal back in the day. There was no... There was starting to be cable, but it was just born with MTV and Beavis and Butthead and all that. And right. 
He's break dancing. I don't break dance. Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Lonnie Anderson. Ooh. Yep, explosions. This is a real movie. You got to make the sound louder for the next time. Okay, here we go. Okay, here's our movie. Now, this is shot in Vancouver, uh, Canada, in real life. But they don't really fake. They act like it's Los Angeles area. And they talk a lot about an appointment in Los Angeles and stuff. So I guess we're to believe this is California. But it was really shot in Vancouver, British Columbia. Well, this is not all the land Bob Hope owns. I don't know. There's L.A. downtown, so right. I guess we're to believe this is Los Angeles. I recognize the building building. Oh, the famous, building building. The famous building there. Wasn't We Got a Maid shot there? There was a, uh, Frank Gorshin, who was in uh, 23 Skidoo. Yes, we saw him also in another one I'll bring up later. He was the Riddler, of course. Kevin McCarthy from, Go from Goonies 3. Oh, great. Wow, all-star. We've got a bunch of people. Clive Ravel was just in Modesty Blaze, we just saw. So we've yeah, got and some... And Stella Stevens. That's yeah. the Las Vegas movie, heist movie. That's right. I missed that. So... My favorite director. Yes. Yeah, oh, Stella Stevens, of course. Okay, uh, so now we're opening up seeing that in history... Bob Hope arrested Don Amici for being a cat burglar. That is the worst, like, pre-Photoshop uh, cut of face. Carl, you do better jobs than Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> it's a photo of Hope from the 30s. This is a photo of Don Amici for the 30s. No, this woman here, this is um, uh, Adams from the Adams family. It's, it's the wife. Morticia Adams? Yeah, uh, no, not... Morticia, um, uh, it's darn jumping out and biting me here. Here it is. She was Lily, Lily Munster. Lily Munster. So I guess that's not the wife, right? It was the Lily. Was that the daughter? Yeah, not the pretty one. No, how, how many? No, how many monsters were? No, wait, are we talking monsters or Adams? Adam's family. Uh, no, Munsters. The Munsters. Oh, the I'm Munsters. screwing it up. Okay. I'm screwing it up. Yeah. Lily Munster. Yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so look at this contrasting lifestyles between the two characters. Exactly right. What we're learning now is Don Amici has become the snooty, snooty wealthy. And that is what this whole film is going to be about. They're going to be in the environment of the snooty, snooty wealthy. And Bob Hope is a very poor private detective. Then that did not look like Los Angeles, the, the Oceanside hot dog mm -hmm. set vendor. Now you see he's looking at the racing. He's picking his horses. That's how poor he is. And he's going to say about his coffee, put it on my tab. You know. Really? You want coffee on your tab? All right. Gross. This tastes terrible. This is uh, carbonated coffee. <laughs> it tastes worse than regular tab. And Don, Don Amici here is all about the, uh, you know, like, did you sign the real estate deal? Don't give me any. Now, I recognize him immediately from Trading Places. Yes, Trading Places. You see, he was a big star before our time. He was yes. in lots of big movies. Um, 
uh, this is like, you got a job for me? He goes, yeah, I want you to take pictures of this cheating couple. I'll give you 20 bucks. He goes, 25. And then the guy goes, 15. And he goes, okay, I'll take it. I can't afford to do any more haggling. Haggling, yeah. I, I have I haven't seen this film, but sometimes these jokes you can see them parading on Broad Street, uh, Broadway. Now, Don Amici was a handsome debonair leading man in over forty films, uh, lots of nineteen fifties work on Broadway and television. He started in radio. He was a host of an international Showtime on NBC for five years, but he came back to revive his career, Trading Places 83, Cocoon in 85, in which he right. won uh, an Academy Award. And they reference that here in this movie. Bob Hope will make a Cocoon joke. No, he was also in a David early David Mamet movie called Things Change. Yes, you're, that was his heyday in which he was known to the public and he was a handsome leading man. No, 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 this was during his renaissance, his comeback, oh. in, yeah. He was, he was much older in that movie. He's basically kind of uh, adjacent to the mob, and he 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 like he's a cobbler or something, but he gets a lot of money. Okay. And it's it's a funny film. Like uh, I haven't seen it, so I might have told you a different storyline. Uh oh. See, now we're getting the muscle because he owes money at the track, but it's funny. He owes like forty bucks, and he gives him a five dollar <laughs> bill. He goes, "All right, but I want the rest by Thursday." It's it's the lowest. You, you know, covered twenty five percent. Why would they you... bother to send guys over? You owe me money. You know, for like fifty bucks. I'm gonna smash your door down. That's goes, gonna cost you at least twelve bucks to repair. He goes, or else what? Or else Mickey. And he slams the thing. He goes, I never knew what or else was before. Yeah, that's one thing. Like Carl, you have seen this movie several hundred times. Yes. You know that this is as a Bob Hope movie, a fast talking comedy. Right. Which we are All talking over. World. Bob Hope was in over 70 films, but 54 of them, he was the star. I think I've seen all of them. Yeah. Uh, let me just go into this. He was British American. Oh, here is Kevin McCarthy. Now, oh, let me see. Kevin McCarthy, we saw in Ghoulies 3 as Professor Ragnar. Love this guy. Yeah, oh, this guy, absolutely. What he's doing is calling up Don Amici and saying, look, I'm having my 65-year-old 65th birthday party, and you got to come. And he goes, well, my house won't be open by you for another month. He goes, no, I'm very insistent you will be there, and I've got a surprise for you. It's a friend from the past. So he's basically forced Don Amici to show now he's calling Bob Hope saying, remember me? I gave you a lot of work in the old days. He wants him to work security at his party for a really? thousand bucks. So so he invited the guy that that was put away by the guy that he hired for security. Exactly. It's his big plot to get two competitors together. He, he's got this whole art scam thing going on. You'll see. You'll see. Art scam. Art scam. Now, Bob Hope was over. He was British American. He was a vaudevillian actor, singer, dancer, over 80 years of career. He, he stopped in 98. He died at 100 years old. Crazy. 100 years old, yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, Bing Crosby was his big partner. 
He hosted the Academy Awards 19 times. He wrote 14 books. Thanks uh-huh. for the Memories was his signature tune. He was a boxer in like 1910. I had one of his books. It was called I Owe Russia $1,200. Oh? Yeah. Um, he, over 57 times, he performed for our troops. They made him an, Congress made him an honorary veteran. And uh, he was one of the first people to use cue cards. I don't know. We all know him. We all know him. He's got a long and vulnerable, venerable career. Venerable. Yeah, sure. Well, we know him from, uh, again, we talk about generations, how we, how each generation knows somebody for something else. Yes. Uh, we watched how many of those TV specials of his from the 80s and yes. 90s and 1000s and 70s. So now he was a long got... NBC. Yeah. No, he was a long NBC contract person. When he stopped doing his movies, you always still saw him on TV all the time, not just the Academy Awards. Now, this car isn't going to make it, but that's all he can afford. He's listening to himself on the radio going, ah, they don't make singers like they used to. Oh, that's an old Bob Hope song? Yeah, and us as an audience are supposed to get the joke. Okay, now the car's breaking down. Why don't you turn the sound up? There's Don Amici and his snooty chopper going to the party. And his Rolls Royce is being driven there for him. He, he recognizes Bob, right? Not, not now. He looks down from the chopper, but he's looking at his own Rolls Royce. Oh, here comes the Spanish bit. Hola, hola. Uh, here's your bit. Sorry, I shouldn't have told you to turn up the sound until he's broken down by the side of the road. The Spanish now, bit. Kevin McCarthy, who is uh, Jonathan Heyer in this film, is revealing his plot to his shrink uh, that he's going to get these two rivals together because he wants a painting. You see, there's an underground market of paintings. You certainly know this, at least from myth, that there are stolen paintings and they just disappeared for like 40 years. But the truth is they're in some snooty asshole rich guy's private collection and hang, on a hang on, Carl. I'm calling the Monument Men right now. Right, let them know. Monument Men. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a plot to get an underground painting from a rival, from the Riddler, essentially. A ro- Frank Gorshin, a rival. Oh, turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, here's that car. Mel Black at its finest. All right, I guess you just caught it. Be Johnny on the spot with the uh, sound because he's going to be doing a lot of gags. And we See, should... I, I caught the tail end. He said the fine time to make espresso or yeah. something, something he wanted to make espresso. So his Rolls Royce splashed him. Oh, this is straight out of Trading Places. Remember? Wow, look well, at that. He was a rich like a guy point. like Trading Places, certainly. Maybe that's why he got the gig. Yeah. So we're going to a snooty, snooty rich party, and that's going to be our environment of the whole film. It's hoity-toity rich people, and they're trading of stolen artwork. So they're partying at a family therapy center? (laughs) This is Ragnar's rich-ass house. Okay, now we know her from Never on Tuesday. Never on a Tuesday. 
Oh, right, right. She was one of the women they, they crashed into. No, or she, she was, was the woman they crashed into and had to spend the uh, weekend the, in the yeah. desert. Claudia Christian is her name. She's very flat in this uh, Carl. film. Not her boobs, her acting. Oh, and okay. she was uh, Commander Susan Ivana on Babylon 5 and Captain Menard on Fox's 911. I don't know these films, but other people will, these sh TV shows. Babylon her father, 5. Babylon 5, you know, the uh, sci-fi, I want to be Star Trek ripoff. Oh, I thought it was for ripping off Babylon 4, personally. <laughs> it was one better. Yeah. Um, her father has died, and her father was one of those super sneaky, got the stolen paintings guys. And so he's going to try, he's sort of manipulating an Earl in a way. She's... He's going to try to get a hold of those paintings by recommending his art dealer um, to do to purchase. She wants the paintings returned to their rightful owners, and Ragnar is like, "Okay, sure, I'll get my guy to yeah. you know." But really, he's going to get the stolen painting. Is his plan? Wow, she picked the worst person to help. Yep, that's right. She it was a good friend of her father's. And he's the executor of his estate. Playing through. Playing <laughs> through. This is how they snuck Jews into the country club. By helicopter. <laughs> they would chopper them in. Yeah. Uh, now, this guy we're seeing yeah. here driving the car. He's um, in the... F okay, let me just find his name here uh branson branson and he's having an affair with the wife okay i'll talk about him later we are meeting not audrey meadows it is we're in short wow i really wish this stuff was at my fingertips but i don't have a assistant this well, what, that's what's jane her character meadows. and jane meadows is a gossip columnist and she's there with all the snooty riches to get the gossip information. But she's the one who was married to um, uh, Steve Allen. Oh, cool. She was the sister of... Uh, she was the sister of um, Audrey Meadows, the famous actress and mem memorialist. Uh, the oh, wife... Was, <clears throat> was she in uh, Honeymooners? Audrey Meadows? I don't think I yeah I guess you're probably right yeah so Jane Meadows was the sister who kind of glommed on to her fame and she was nominated for three Emmy Awards during her career she was a stage actress film and television she's her own person but if it wasn't for Audrey she she might not be known and she certainly might not have married Steve Allen she's gonna give us the dirt on all let's listen for a little bit okay and turn the sound up. Can't stand that Riddler. This is like watching a late Orson Welles movie. Okay, you can turn the sound off. I just wanted you to see that he's acting 
for our writer as the introduction to all the characters we're seeing. It's like an overheard conversation. It's like a Robert Altman film where the camera moves away from the people talking and they show and they show the individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy. And we're meeting our characters of the film. This um, movie has the Riddler and the penguin. It does have the penguin. Look at Kevin McCarthy. Doesn't he look like the penguin? <laughs> okay. Yes. Now that you mention it. Oh my God. This is like the end all party to end. This is a, if I was going to do a masterpiece of murder, this uh -huh. is where I would do it. Now in that trailer we saw, <laughs> they had a man hung, they had a hung man in the, in the opening trailer for the Monday night movie. Yeah. And we're going to see that hung man. Now behind her, there is Anita Morris and she's the wife and we know her from a lot of films. And also we have, um, uh, I, I hate myself when I'm not right on top of, uh, ah, fuck. It's all past now. Fuck it. All right. So, um, basically what we're getting here is, um, showing the contrast of the wealthy people versus Bob Hope's poor existence. And how right. he's trying to fake it that he's a. But in real life, Bob Hope is, was like a cajillionaire. Yeah, he was. And it was earned. You know, he really had a very successful career. I there I actually read a biography of Hope. It was like a 600, 700 tomb. And, There's a uh, lot of material. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of a, you know, he was a bit of a prick at times. Yeah, well, I'm sure that he got uh you know a, a swell head he one story had it that he would uh his writers to pay his writers he would tease them and like hold up the paycheck mm. and he would drop them down the staircase or something like that what a douche yeah now this is Anne francis who you might know from forbidden planet the first color sci-fi movie with, with the, robot. the robot yeah and she was also on the show called honey west in which she like challenged female stereotypes. She was like a perky blonde investigator and she was witty and, you know, she was well, a this, leading lady. This seems like a setback for her. Yes, it is because her career kind of stepped back. Uh, people remember her from Forbidden Planet and that show, you know, Honey I don't West. know. Isn't was, Honey West in the outhouse? Honey West, um, she was quick with body slams, witty one-liners. The first weekly TV series featured a woman in the lead role that was named after her. I don't know about an outhouse, but. All right. Now. They're rocking those suits. Yeah, Ragnar is like, thank you for coming to my party, you know? And of course, our hero is like, you practically blackmailed me to be here. Oh, they haven't bumped into each other yet. Now, Riddler's like, hey, come on, let's have a drink. And he goes, no, I fucking hate you. And he's like, why? He's Riddle like, this. the only difference between you and me is I never went to jail, pal. Don Amici, love him. Now, okay, Frank Gorshin was in Hail Caesar, which we saw. Oh, right, the 
Michael Anthony Hall yeah. band. He had a rock band called Hail Caesar. And, and then they performed at the end Skidoo, credits. As you pointed out. Um, he is also um, our Star Trek connection. He was in the original series. I don't know if you saw the episode, but there were aliens. One had a black side of his face. One had a white side of his was face. Was that him? That was him. Yeah, huh. Frank Borshin. Yeah, he was adorable. I wanted to dunk him into my cappuccino. <laughs> uh, he was also in 12 Monkeys. He was really good in that. Oh, cool. Oh. And he was, of course, the Riddler. 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 But he had a big career ahead of that. He was um, an impressionist, and he did many guest spots on Ed Sullivan and Steve Allen. Uh, the Riddler was like a second career for him, being in movies and such. Again, we talk about generational. We never watched uh, Ed Sullivan, but the Batman right. reruns. We certainly know Batman and Star Trek and and right. Ghoulies Three. No, no, he that was that's not him. Sorry. No, that's Hail Caesar and Squidoo. Oh, there's a cigarette butt in my drink. I often think of uh, the switcheroo when we say the word Squidoo. Switch could do. Okay, so now we're going to learn why he's brought them all together. Here's your thousand dollars, but I have someone for you to meet. Now we're going to uh, have a bunch of back and forth. So when Don Amici comes in, let's turn up the sound. Yeah, go ahead. But it. <laughs> me out of you, cat burglar. You're the Rolls Royce, I heard. I'm considering buying the company, if that's what you're referring to. Nice. Uh, imported, deported. Are you still handling buildings? In <laughs> Look the out. Uh, uh, Ragnar's I'm loving it. Buildings. Well, I gotta admit, you look pretty nifty. Thank you, thank you. I uh, wish I could say the same about you, but I don't lie. Why not? I did. Oh. You're dressed better than your parole officer. They are now wearing my hair. Oh, God. Is it over? I, no, no, no. I had enough. Listen, now, the key card man is killing. The reason he's called them here really is he's claiming that the Riddler, Frank Gorshin, stole one of his paintings. Now, he's showing his secret private collection right now. His secret art room. Right, with all the stolen artwork, and there's going to be a frame that's missing, and he's going to claim that Gorshin stole it. So what he wants them to do is when Gorshin is at his party, sneak over to Gorshin's house and steal it back, and he'll give you $50,000. Now, Cat Burglar doesn't need $50,000. No, like but to steal again. This is his big motivator. But they're like 75 years old, right? Yeah. God, it's so funny. Bob Hope. Yeah, yeah him Bob and George Hope Burns, they, they kept entertaining. I guess Betty White. 83. Bob Hope is 83 in this film right now. Amici's much younger. Do you know, I, I know about Bob Hope. There's no subtitles for Bob Hope movies, but they do come with cue cards. Yeah, Bob Hope is one of the first people to use cue cards. Is that why you're bringing that up? Okay. 
Well, he he has to be cue carding. I mean, he he did it throughout all those TV shows, and he yeah. did for the movies too. Yeah. Oh, he did in the movies. I didn't know that. Well, he's ha- he's absolutely looking at cue cards now. There's no way he memorizes lines. Now the internet does not. I'm sorry. We were in the we were in the public art room. Now, oh, we're, now going we're going to the, the private hall, and Amici's like, "Let me try my old." <laughs> and so they're going to be uh, impressed when he gets. Let me try. It. Put my ear on it, right, and then click, click, I gingerly. Sounds like anybody can do it. Click, 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 click. Oops. He heard the tumbler. Register. Oh, second dial. Will you get on with it? Says Kevin McCarthy. Chit, chit, clink. There we go. And look how impressed Bob Hope is. Now, the internet hates this movie. The internet thinks this is a bad movie and that Bob Hope just walked through it. He delivered his lines flat. But I completely disagree with the internet. This is a TV movie. What do you expect? Look at this great cast. And if you've ever seen a Bob Hope movie, he always delivered his lines dry and flat and was always walking through the movie. This is classic Bob Hope. You said he's done, he started 42 movies throughout five decades, six decades. You watch those early movies from the 1930s. He is a motor mouth. He talks faster than anybody talks. And I don't know if this is a radio thing or if it's Uh like a vaudevillian thing, but rat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat, you know. And he had joke writers on the stage. They definitely did for the Road 2 movies. They had their own joke writers there, pitching them jokes while they were doing it. While they were doing it, wow. Yeah. He had a, so it was like he was associated with NBC, but I believe he switched to CBS Uh for his last special. Like he said, he he left and got a better deal. I didn't know that story. He also was with Paramount for a long time. They did all the Road 2 movies and his mm-hmm. My Favorite Brunette and, you know, My Favorite Spy or whatever. It was, it was, he was in 70 shorts and feature films. 54 of them he was the star. That is 54. a huge number. Now, I, I watched, I I typed in Bob Hope on YouTube and this came up, and <clears throat> I was going to do a movie I had seen before called Sorry, I Got Wrong Number. I, I Got the Wrong Number or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. And it's with Phyllis Diller. Cool. Maybe we should do it. Maybe. It has my favorite scene. This woman uh, passed out on sleeping pills, and she's like, Phyllis Diller goes to her purse going, you know, a woman who has sleeping pill has to have pep pills. And, and she does? Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like my wife. Remember that joke? I did it in San Francisco. Uh, Barbiturants. Barbiturants. All right, never mind. (laughs) So now we're seeing the layout of the house, and we're getting the rundown. It's kind of dry. They they are doing their back and forth, we hate each other stuff. Yeah, they're hanging out on the same side. Yeah, by the end of the film... They're not admitting it, but they're becoming fast friends and they're starting to admire each other for things, you know. And as, at the end of the film, they're like, partner, no way, I'm a solo, cre-, you know. But they're clearly gelling, you know. They can't be a TV movie where there's not a sequel prospect or a possibility <laughs> to be a TV, like suddenly it's a pilot. Yeah. 
Oh, I would have loved it. Like a Bob Hope TV, 83-year-old Bob Hope this week at Donna Vici. Uh, yeah. They stop another the crime. Now, you've heard of a comedian who does something called a private, right? He's not at a comedy club. He's not a college. You know, he's at somebody's private party. And right. um, comedians loathe those gigs, apparently. I've too. never I, had I've done them. a few. Jamie Farr is going to be our comedian doing a private. So that's coming up. Oh, speaking of coming up. Oh, there's a big deal going on at Renault. Wow. Yeah. Up to 700 bucks. Today, that'd be like $2,400. Is it like an open container that they're driving the truck into one part of the uh semi and then driving out and everyone on the other end is like whoa another yeah. truck check out these great what's that a fucking truck this is a tv movie with the tv commercials this is a really good snapshot of tv at the time this is right. a pizza hut commercial oh i thought this was the go to italy right today they're making a father's Ooh. signature piece which would become so a classic here it is, oh, it a, a Sicilian deep dish Chicago style. No. Oh no, it's a new Priazzo Verona. I don't know. Kleenex present summer. Am I right? They're doing a song. Put it up. It's the weirdest song. All right. All right. Fuck. Hang on a sec. Kleenex has been with you through the years. Kleenex <laughs> says, God bless you. That's the hook. Kleenex says, God bless you. See, that's weird. Oh, they dropped the God. Do you remember that time we were on that winter hayride and I was blowing my nose into a Kleenex? Remember that time I was blowing my nose into a Kleenex like five minutes ago? Oh. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Clorox 2 is for colors. Oh, no. You'd be surprised what it does. I got to clean my needles. You should try Clorox 2. No, no. Clorox 2 is for needles. Why would you, you have bleach on the counter? Bleach will go into your... How much bleach do you need that you have to have it on your counter? Huh. I was a good boy today. I didn't shit my pants. We now return to Bob Hope. Shitting his pants. But you don't see that. That's off screen. Okay, Jamie Farr is going to do his... Um, uh, oh, by the way, this is Joseph Del... No, it's not. Oh, I hate myself. Don't worry about it, man. Take your time. I'm just chilling out of okay, Jonathan's This is Stella party. Stevens, who... Nope, it's gone. She's passed. I suck. I suck! Now, we know Stella Stevens from Nutty Professor, yes. and I wish I could remember that. We watched the uh, Las Vegas heist movie. Yeah, Las Vegas her. Lady. She was a particular Las Vegas Lady. It was a really bad film that had I a like great ending. Yeah, the ending was great, and I like them cl climbing up the building. That was cool. Yes. So scary. There she oh, is. there it is, Stella. Girls, 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 Nutty Professor, The Courtship of Eddie's Father, the movie. Yeah. Uh, Poseidon oh, the movie. Adventure, lots of TV. Bonanza, Magnum P.I., you know, lots and lots of TV. And she was Playmate of the Month in 1960. Yeah. Stella Stevens is great. Nutty Professor is really funny. She's really funny in it. She is I said that awful before. in this film. She's just flat and terrible. Well, 
you knew things were amiss when she came on and said, oh, Captain Stubing, I'm so excited for our trip. <laughs> That's perfectly right. She was yeah. absolutely in that kind of TV. Um, well, she was the me, voice of Hera on Netflix series Blood of Zeus. She was the voice of Helga Sinclair in Atlantis, The Lost Empire. She has a career today, but it's voiceover stuff. Yeah, sure. Well, you know. Okay, she know he knows that the wife is cheating with Branson, the butler we saw. So therefore, they're gonna get a divorce, and they're they're fighting. Oh, they're gonna make a scene huh? at the birthday party. Yep. Now this is the Arab sheik that we saw in Blaze in uh, Modesty Blaze. Uh, okay. Remember, he was fourth choice to be cast. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh man, yeah. he, he looks good. He looks yeah, good. Yeah, he doesn't look very uh, Arab here at all, does he? Well, speaking of Arab and sheik, we saw a movie with Jamie Farr playing a sheik. It was called Speed Zone. Right. He was the winner of the previous Cannibal Run. There and he is. All okay. Three was his was the movie. Yeah, you don't have a mic, proper mic. You got to go in the middle That's of the right. floor. It's all about the host. Go ahead, listen to him. He's doing the private. Bob Hope is like writing down the jokes. Okay, so Bob and Donna Michi are sneaking out, but guess who sees them? Stella Stevens. She is a painting insurance investigator. Oh, she's a PI. Yep, for stolen goods. Oh, PII. Yeah, man, that's that's insurance. A PII. Oh, now look. So we shouldn't have called first. It's good for you to leave the volume up. Maybe not just yet, but there's going to be lots of quips. I'll tell you when. Okay, sure, of course. That's Don Amici's escape route. Go, let, open window. Let's hope there's no emergencies. Will that stagehand stop pushing down the window? <laughs> Get the fan blowing. So they're sneaking into the vault. And there will be traps, but he's a cat burglar. He's no dummy. He knows oh, what's he knows. up. He has talcum powder. He's going to spritz. Right. And then, oh, really? And there'll be no, lasers? No, but it's that kind of thing. That's the only way you can detect lasers is by throwing, like, powder. The ri Okay, turn it up. Let's leave it up for a while. You'll hear all the quips. So. No. Oh, it must be the same. Oh, it is the same lock. Now watch. Leave I'm it Charlie up. Fox. Don't do stick. Wait. No time for stick. Oh. <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I'll, I'll... Now, look, he just happens to have these important glasses as a... Why would he have that? His to check lasers. Long over. I figured he would use the talcum powder, but no. Do, 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 do. 
Now this they turned into in the promo him break dancing. It really wasn't break dancing. Oh god, the break dancing. Now Bob Hope at 83 years old has to do that's not a stunt man. That's Bob. I guess the quips are over. I know you don't like to leave the sound up for long, but throughout the film, I'll just tell the audience, I do recommend watching this film on your own because he, it, Bob Hope is funny. The internet is wrong. The internet yes, is wrong. Delivering it dry. Okay, that's, now, that's what we wanted to spend two hours today to tell you. The internet is wrong. Now, the, the, Riddle, the Riddler will creep on a woman so he, you know, now he's got to go change his clothes. Fortunately, there's Clorox too on the counter. On the other <laughs> That's side. right. It's great on whites. Oh, are you sure? Because I know it's good with the colored clothes. Oh, yes, but you would not believe what it can do for whites. Okay, so now Frank Gorshin must go home and change his shirt oh, or no. his jacket. So therefore, our heroes will be in peril. Look at this. He's got a little place he could sit and drink champagne. That's right. As he looks at his art. Exactly right. It's a little creepy. A window would be nice. Now, what they're going to notice is some of the same paintings that were in Ragnar's collection are here. Now, how is that possible? There's only one painting. Well, how can you have the same? Hang on. Let me figure this out. One is real and one is fake. Correct. There are ah. forgeries. So what this Claude Ravel would do is he would get the painting, his his boyfriend, they're 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 sort of like married, but you don't say it because it's 1986, was a art forgery guy. So people would hear the painting was stolen and he'd say, Do you want to buy it? Do you want to buy it? Do you want to buy it? To all like all like four or five people, and he would sell the fakes. Yeah, well, you you have to. What's it? You fence it. You fence exactly the art. Exactly right. A fence. Okay, so Frank is home. There's something up with the window, which doesn't make sense because it's shut. Well, maybe so the window. Knows something's going on. So the curtain was closed, right? What? Maybe the curtains were closed and now they're open. Maybe. Because the window is closed, so that's not the fucking problem. Yeah, that's right. That's what I don't get in the plot. He was having trouble. If he left it open, Frank Gorshin would be like, why is my window open? So they hear that he's in the house. So they're sneaking around, sneaking out. Oh, more Jamie Farr. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Sorry. Oh, we kind of missed it. Okay, they're hiding the stolen painting in a bedroom uh Post bedpost. In you what see how they're even starting to become friends now? They're oh, insurance investigator lady. She knows. She saw this. They they took the painting. They left Gorshin's house. They went back to McCarthy's house. Put it in a bedpost, and now it'll get stolen from the Steelers. Mr. Farr, your routine has been cutting me far too long. <laughs> so now, probably, you know, like 
Jamie Farrow getting his car, start driving home, going, that was a hell. You know, it's a private. Yeah, right. Well, he got like three grand. Uh huh. And he probably got to eat. He had some of that cake and got out of there. You know, in Hudson Hawk, the the Bruce Willis movie, him and Danny Aiello steal a, a painting by mm-hmm. using a song, by singing a song. Because it for was the timed lyrics. right. Three yeah. minutes, 23 seconds. But now, here look, they use. They where use James... is Ragnar? He was. Go ahead, tell me. Oh, no, no, no. Ragnar is dead. Well, okay, this is an important part of the plot. He's late. Why isn't he showing up to give us our $50,000? He is dead. Well, masterpiece of murder. Murder. And the masterpieces are... But there was forgeries involved here. Okay, so they stole it, and they used Jamie Farr's uh, monologue act right, to time to distract. themselves. Yeah, because it was 6 minutes and 24 seconds. Uh-oh. Now, oh, Branson commercial. walks in and discovers the body. Oh! You know, Mike, at Wendy's, it's different. I mean, oh, there's I can't many stops that uh, this is the local. It stops under the heating bin. It stops under the, you know, <laughs> not at Wendy's. At Wendy's, you have the Express. It's just the Express. Because Get it well, I, like I kind of want the Gumby Burger. You know, when it's cold outside, Wendy's it's really cold really out. warm you up. Oh, Wendy's Chili. Wendy's is up. Is there one for the baked potato? You see this actor? I know his face. Michael Shannon? Is that his name? Uh, he played a killer, didn't he? I don't know. Well, anyway. Listen, I you know, New Cascade is great because other leading brands, they just leave like that, that shocking. Well, Cascade has a sheeting action, and it's even on the energy saver. Wow. You know, I have my dishwasher. Uh, tricked out to look like a box of it bad checkup mom you know you don't you never want to hear that but it can happen that's why you need to use oh, you cut down on sweets oh cut down on sweets you're telling me now in 86 to cut down oh and you use aqua oh, crest crest only has five letters aqua fresh has many letters <laughs> crest is one of the fluoride leading toothpaste because dentists use it themselves they don't want a bad checkup either you know I asked my doctor, how can I reduce cavities? And he gave me a checklist with one bullet point. It's like, cut down on sweets. <laughs> this is raise your hands if you're sure. Oh, yeah. Sell, sell. You got no sweat stains because you're sure. Yeah. <laughs> raise your hands. Oh, even the astronaut has sure. It's too many people. <laughs> Lady Liberty. He's got her hand up. Yeah, she did not endorse this product. NBC, Monday night at the movies. No, but we'll be back in a minute. We'll be back in a minute. More commercial. Wait, Monday night at the movies? Oh, hey, all new Highway to Heaven. There's Barney Miller. He's got AIDS. Mark Harmon. That's a famous episode. All right. Look at this little chic car. The sales marathon. Wait a minute. So this is the tri-state area taping. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, this yeah, is a, this is New York. As a matter of fact, we're going to hear uh, stories about uh, Donald Manis. Do you remember those stories back in the 80s? He was the Queensboro borough president. Oh, he had to here's resign. Scott Chuck Borough. Chuck Scarborough. Yeah. This is NBC. This is Channel 4. Okay. We grew up with in Montclair. Wow, Monday Night at the Movies has resumed. Oh, my time is all messed up on my clock because I'm on Monday night without the movies. And now you're in, okay, they're taking uh, the body out, and this yeah. is our detective. His name is. How many is, people are in this room that. Uh, people at the party. They're all suspects. No, no, but the body, they found the body, and it was just those two. And then when the by the time they wheeled out the body, 15 people came into the room where there was a dead body and sat <laughs> down. Yeah, the dead body coming out of the room is really just for drama. We're really going to learn. You can listen. It, it's um, this guy was in uh, Death Wish. He was the son of Charles Bronson in Death Wish. Oh, hey, I know Modesty Blaze. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> oh, you mean this Modesty Blaze pulls out an illustration? Yeah. Okay, so turn up the sound really meant that he's going to now investigate our characters. Not just a side. Uh, also. Loud mouth. Steve Allen must have hated being married to her. You know, Steve. Must have been a pain in the ass. Oh, Carl, I just got it. It's an art heist. It's an art and master. Masterpiece. You use the word for masterpiece for art, for painting. Yes, and that's the murder. You got masterpiece murders. Oh. Hey, I thought we were watching Masturbator or Murder. <laughs> so he goes, listen, I want you to come over to my house and talk to me. There's several thousand dollars in it for you. Okay. Like, You're not going anywhere without me. I'll be right over. Keep the second story window unlocked. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, here at NBC. Oh, I was talking to Freddie Silverman. Look at Vancouver. This is in L.A. Now, Bob Hope must drive the Rolls Royce because Don Amici doesn't even remember how to drive. He's so richity rich. Wow, so Bob Hope has gone from a jalopy to a Rolls Royce. Yeah, and he's going to be, I could get used to this. Oh, it's very pretty, uh, Toronto. Uh, or te uh, Vancouver. British Vancouver, Columbia. not Los Angeles. Oh, it's not L.A. Now, who oh, is careful. leaving but the art dealer, um, Cl Clive Raval? who we just saw in Modesty Blaze. By the way, he's also a Star Trek connection. He was in The Next Generation. But he was voicing the Emperor in the original theatric version of The Empire Strikes Back, 1980. Does that sound right? He was the Emperor. Oh, Emperor is a different character than Darth, right? In in The Empire Strikes Back, yeah. he was at the end when it uh, Oh, when he was the like, spooky guy. He was like the Ghostbuster guy at the end, the spooky right. ghost. Yeah. And he, Vincent Fonts, I mean, Clive Ravel did the voice. Interesting. 
I guess yeah, a good voice. Is this Higgins from Magnum PI, or do I think every guy with a mustache? No, is this is Frank Gorshin. This is oh, it's Gorshin again. Sorry. This is a Star Trek connection. Shame on you. And um, okay, now he's going to reveal that that there was a painting he had, and it was stolen. Now we know who stole it, but we're going to find out that. Um, Professor Ragnar lied. It wasn't that it was stolen from him. He tricked those guys into going and stealing it from the Riddler. Interesting. Oh, so are they going to go back into there and like, it's simple. We'll just go to the bedpost, remove the painting, right. go, break into the house. $50,000 for returning a painting that they stole. But he knows they stole. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. You should have hired me. Aha! I'm not into far. Yeah, I'm not into far. Why don't you call a cop? I'm calling you. Hey, I don't care what you or how. I want my painting back. I don't care that you stole it. $100,000. Wow. A hundred grand? I'll be right back. A <laughs> hundred thousand. I never knew there was so much money in stealing things that were already stolen. Yeah, he's still driving the Bentley, uh, the Rolls. Yep, that's right. You know the steering wheels on the uh, uh, compartment Yeah, side? it's on the English side. Yeah, which is crazy because when I go for my revolver in the glove compartment, I hit the, the steering Honk. wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's all excited to get 100 grand. All they got to do is take oh, this. Yeah. What painting? Holy shit! Oh, there's a camera down there. Oh, someone got paid for that. But somebody's locket. Wait a minute. How deep is this post? And why would you put a valuable painting, roll it up, and put it in a bedpost? It's a good place to hide it. No, it's a ridiculous place to hide it. Okay. You fold it? Look, Don Amici's so smart, he's got a hanger and some chewing gum. It looks like silly putty. Yeah. And we're just fucking a hanger. He has a he has a wire hanger. No, oh, well, he's in a bedroom in Bob Hope's apartment. Now they know who it is. This is Stella Stevens. She left he's a calling card. Right. Murder. She wrote Magnum PI Love Boat Heart to Heart New Heart. Y you know she was all over TV Highlander yeah. the series. Wasn't she like a, as a personality, like Stella uh, Stevens? Either was a game show or talk show host. I know I Bob Hope. So. Bob Hope used to crash the Carson show, and Carson hated him. Oh, Bob Hope used to crash the Carson show, and Carson hated him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They all shot in the same lot, so it would be like, "I just came by." I mean, they would announce it. You know, they would let him know it wasn't like a crash, but and so he would roll his eyes. Holy shit! Somebody. Somebody has beat the shit out of them and is running away. So they suspect that he's got the painting. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, she, she. She stole, he stole the painting. Please. Uh, uh, with her oh, I thought, I thought I'd catch up on this side. Here are you. Now, look how long it took the bad guys to actually drive so away. They correct. were able to go inside, investigate. They got my painting, Absolutely run back right. out, and they were waiting for them. 
we watched the car back out. The bad guys backed out. We watched the good guys run in. We watched her say, ah, it went that way. Now, we just saw Gone in 60 Seconds trilogy. You don't race a Rolls Royce in a car chase. Where does the TV movie get away with that? Because this Rolls Royce will be destroyed if there is a car chase. That's a lot of budget right there. Yeah, I guess so. Well, they, they also had to mount the camera on the side of that car. That is true, too. Our director here, uh, his name is Charles Dubin, and he was television. That's what this is, television. It makes sense. Um, the Virginian, Hawaii Five-0, MASH, Matlock, Rockford Files, Kojak. This guy did more episodes of MASH than anyone else as a director. Wow. Yeah, and um, I it don't know. It's the laugh track. And then there's no laugh track. Uh, he started his career. He wanted to be an opera singer, but he quickly became a uh, a director. Thirty nine years in television. He died at ninety two. Um, I don't know. He's worth his salt. But the producer is more interesting. The producer is also the writer. His name is Andrew J. Fanati. He's one of the writers, but he wrote The Man with Bogart's Face. Wow. I feel like we've gone full circle. I love that yeah. movie. There's a lot of L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T in this. Now, look, Don Amici's got a scratch on his Rolls Royce. He's going to be pissed. <laughs> you boob. What a kind of scratch. What did he hit? Like a oil can? Now, as we see the Rolls Royce over and over in this film, sometimes it'll be scratched and sometimes it won't be. That's a continuity error that the internet points out. There was some story with uh, the second season of Miami Vice. They had used, you know, like when the cops had a Lamborghini or whatever the car was, but it was actually a souped up other car that they put oh. like, shit on. So the original car manufacturer provided their car for the second uh -huh. season instead of having this bastard instead of having version. a crap car interesting yeah. well the car was deeply associated with the show so okay so now the stolen painting that was stolen that was, was stolen, stolen is been stolen so they're they're getting together the three of them to work together to find the missing painting i can't wait to watch this week after week yeah this is yeah. our pilot it's Stella Bellamy and Bob. And Bob Hope's doing his funny, funny, funny stuff. Now, one problem about television. No, uh, I, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, but okay. we used to do bad movie night at the dark room. So for ten years in San Francisco, every Sunday, uh, three people with a mic would would heckle a movie, and they were picked. And I could tell you for a fact, television does not fit that format. It does uh -huh. not fit the mystery science theater format because okay. movies you know they want you to pay money to see an experience right and then get into it and sometimes it falls short and that's the fun of it yeah but with television it really doesn't matter if it's good or bad as long as you keep watching it it's always it's, falling short any old way because it's right. not the same i mean our show is endemic of this but it's like sitting on the couch and making fun of how everything is bad and we're smarter yet we're watching this hour after hour doing the same like the boob tube we yeah. are the boobs. We are the boob. So it's hard to riff on a TV movie because they know they're bad. It doesn't have to be good. Right. You know, it doesn't because you're just watching for free. That's right. Weird. 
Yeah. Well, so let's, let's say you, let's say you subscribe to a, a streaming service that wants your eyeballs on this show. If the movie's two and a half hours and thirty minutes could have easily been cut, hey, that's thirty more minutes you watched on there. That's right. Now we're having more investigation and more. Go ahead, let's leave it up this time. Okay. God, it's like a brick. Yeah, that's a Sony Walkman. Rewinding. Testing. One, two. Testing. Ragnar, Professor Ragnar. Okay. Nice how to do today. Professor Ragnar. Oh, Dad, give him the old Connoroo. He's a yeah. <laughs> Bob Hope's going to see some funny stuff here. That was a golf joke in there. It's so embarrassing for the ex-wife. Not ex-wife yet. Even on the audio tapes, the actors are reading cue cards. <laughs> All right, a card. Monson is the guy she's cheating with right there. We know him from Little Abner. That's all he's really done. We know him from Little Abner? Yeah, he was in Little Abner, and that's really his claim to fame. This other weird thing is he was the editor for uh, Edward Scissorhands. Isn't that a weird credit? Well, maybe, you know, he just, uh, yeah, it is a weird credit. It's ironic because Edward Scissorhands is a, he's Editing temporary bushes. Okay, I guess that's ironic. Well, you're an editor. You cut and splice the film. Yeah, and so it's for Edward Scissorhands who cuts bushes. I don't see them. So, okay. Well, you know, Harvey Weinstein, I read a book about Miramax. This is before any allegation really went public. Right. The oh, yeah, thing. protect yourself. Yeah, you don't want to get canceled. No, no, this was like a book called Miramax, but it was published in the 90s, so it was like nothing. There was no mention of any allegation. And one thing they did allegate is that he would always cut movies to the point where they would call him Harvey Scissorhands. Oh. <laughs> that was the worst thing. So uh, now I see your parallel. He was, he did, did he play Lil Abner? Yeah, he played Little Abner, and that's his real claim to fame. And that's, that's like as best as, okay, um, he died in September 2021, best known for his portrayal of Little Abner on Broadway and in film. Edward Scissorhand, editor, he died a day after his 90th birthday. That's all I got wow. on him. I understand that Little Abner is a musical version of the comic strip. Yeah. Look at his cigarette. He will smoke a cigarette in 1986. Well, you would do this kind of weird passive aggressive, like no smoking sign next to the D-A-R-E, dare your dare drugs are awful, really evil. Yeah, you've talked about that before, how they always have that in TV shows. But in this show, he's I don't say he smokes like a chimney, but there's four or five scenes in which he's smoking a cigarette. He's he's playing an archetype. An he's playing an architecture, uh, uh, architect. A detective. What do you mean an architect? I was gonna say an archetype. Oh, an archetype. Yeah, he's the he's the uh, grittier than nails, nail biting detective. Right. Right. Chain smoking. Turn it up. Turn it up. 
Now he's like. You know how close you were to Jonathan, especially after your father's death. Listen how Riddler's and listening. No so problem, he's going to be the art dealer that Kevin McCarthy recommended. You know, it's too bad he's not in this film anymore. He's really good, uh, Kevin McCarthy. He was no, like, he's great. I mean, I've seen television and film portrayals. He was the star of Invasion of the Body Snatchers in '56. That's why he became big. That's a good movie. You might know him from the Twilight Zone movie. That's when I first noticed him. Like you were talking about, second generation. How many Adam Sandler movies was he in? Oh, Dramatization, Dramatization. Wow. Yeah, this is about Woolite. I don't know why they need to say it's a dramatization. Oh, Woolite. Well, because it probably isn't soft. I'm sure they didn't watch what she's wearing in Woolite. So it's a dramatization that it works. Right. Now they're going to fucking bone. All right. All this talk about Woolite is fucking raging me. Trust Woolite. Tonight's the big game. You got to fuel them up. Uh-huh. Look at that. All those hearty ingredients. Part of this nutritious dinner. No preservatives. Milk and let. Please add milk and salad. Oh, are they going to say it's uh, tamper-proof? It's no, it's, it's, it's got a coating. So take three, anison three. It's not like Tylenol with its bullshit. It's, it's like three dash one. Oh, this car's on the spectrum. Carl. Now I thought it was John Ritter in this commercial and it's not. It's a Ritter like. Right. It's Ritter, a Ritter, Ritter like. Lookalike. <coughs> Price. He's probably a, he's probably a comic. Style. Spectrum. Wow. Look at it. They juggle it. Need as you roll up your sleeves, get a narrow tie, start in front of a neon sign and juggle. Now, this is about cheese. Do you remember in the 80s, like you gotta eat cheese? It was part of it was part of the cheese wheel, the food wheel. They would do things like this back in the 80s, like promote just coffee, be part of the coffee generation. Promote just cheese. It was like uh right the National Dairy Board. Yeah, they would invest money. Giggle giggle. National Coffee Board presents. Wow, this looks this good. Another movie, a TV movie that they yeah, spent a lot of money on. Yeah, I mean it's in there. Is this a TV event or like a miniseries? No, it's a TV event. It's a movie. Yeah, it's so so weird. Like streaming services doing their original movies. I never uh, Peter the Great. Huh, I heard he's Russian. pretty great. There we go. The nice little TV uh, intro. We're back at Richie Richland with his bow tie. It's a country club. Who has a house with a golf course? I mean, oh no, he could have like a land. Like you know how there's like private gated golf communities. Yeah, that's where he might be. He might be living behind the hole. His his uh, window must get shattered every now and again. Four, four, playing through the fucking room. My room. The Riddler's like, I want to buy the paintings. Everybody does, and he goes, "Well, you got to go talk to the Modesty Blaze guy." And he goes, "Oh, okay." She is horrible in this film. She brings nothing he, to it. He, She's got he, no spark. 
She was never on a Tuesday. She was pretty good. I don't know. Like, in fact, he's just like just laying there. I mean, I shouldn't complain. There's a, you know, there's everyone else there. You know, I shouldn't say uh-huh. he looks like he's just given up because, uh, you know. He is doing his part in this he film. Part, uh, yeah. Maybe we need to hear it with the sound. Lola, are you going to miss the little old homestead? <laughs> Needling. Oh, she must have been a terror to be married to. Poor Steve Allen. I wish she'd turn up dead. Ooh, is she going to turn up dead or what? No. Who's the next person? Is only one murder master? There's only one murder, even though it's plural. It's only a single murder. Well, now, no, this, this movie is called a, a masterpiece of murder, right? Yeah, it should be masterpiece of murder. Oh, yeah, it's not plural. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 wait. Master. Yeah, you're right. It's not plural. Now, do you know Anita Morris, who she's always the sexy, sexy woman. No, you know. All right. Never from, from Barney Miller. No. Is she the one who was drinking? She's the soon-to-be ex-wife, but he's died, so she's right. not the ex-wife. But when she's back on, we'll see her. She's the murderer, is what you're saying. Here, no. Here's some quips. Here's some quips. All right. Oh, well, the quips. Oh, I thought you were going to quote it. I was waiting for some quips. Good, good. Come on, Bob. My turn. My Give turn. Bob Hope. Something infinitely more important. <laughs> what could that be? Yeah. Uh, what's more important than collecting my money? My lunch. Oh, 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 oh. Now we have Vancouver Richie Rich pretending to be LA. Right. It could be the marina. I guess. Now turn it up because they start being I friends a little bit. Leave it up. How did you learn French? Oh, you remember Raquel Latour? We spent quite a bit of time together. Great teacher. I learned a little French from her, too. <laughs> so, I don't think oh, this is so painful. At the risk of being gauche, I looked it up. Just how the hell did you make all your money? <laughs> well, well, earlier he goes, don't be gauche. Like and Bob, Bob Hope had to look it up. Franchise. After you nail me and set me up, I spent a lot of time in the prison library. Make a fortune stealing books. I made a fortune from reading. I started off with two books. Now we learn that even though Bob Hope sent him up the river, it was beneficial because he got to be a rich person by learning about stocks and real estate. The first book was the Bible. It was really good, and I devoted my life to Christ. The second book was another Bible, and it was really good. I, I was born again. The next day, the third book was the Bible, and I, I, I discovered Christ again. And then by the fourth book, I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I think I'm going to watch television. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm done reading. You know, I read the Bible in one day using speed reading, and it's really good, especially at the end with that guy. <laughs> uh, a little, I, so this, we have to admit the joke writing is high quality, right? The one thing about Bob Hope jokes is they're well-written. They're not funny. At times. Come but, on, come on. Now, but, look, he's, set doing, up. he's doing his job listen, I'll here. tell you. Listen, I'll tell you. It's crazy out there. Oh, it's crazy. Carl. Oh. Have you guys seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season? <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, okay. 
in this movie. All right, all right, all right. No, he made me movie. laugh. He made me laugh in this film. No, but I'm saying the, the banter, the way the jokes snap is the way jokes should be written, right? I mean, to stand hiatus. Okay, now we are meeting a key player 